The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. It's Patrick Bexel speaking, and I'm joined by Adi Kalakesh today. And uh, thank you for joining us, Adi. It's always great to have you on. You have such an incredible knowledge of, of some of the <laughs> things uh, in regards to hockey and prospect development. And that's why we're here. We're going to talk about yeah. one of your favorite videos, the uh, yeah. Adam Engstrom one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a bunch of fun making that video. Uh, thanks for having me on, obviously. It's always a pleasure being here. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one because there was a lot of different things to look at. He played a lot in the three uh, three games I had. So um, I, you know, it was a 20-minute video when I promised myself I wouldn't make another one of those. So yeah, no, I had a lot of fun breaking down Anstring's game. I think he has a lot of different facets to his game that are really interesting. So so before we get into to, to the uh, real meat of the, of the episode here, but what can you tell us that, that you found out during making that video? Well, I saw a player who manages the game really well when he has the puck on his stick. He's very dynamic. He's very offensively um, leaning, and he does a great job in general of making the right like making the right choices when he's got the play in front of him. Um, he scans a lot, which is a big thing that I look at in players. If he keeps his head on a swivel and and tries to get a mental map of what's going on around him, it's really important. And despite his size, I really saw him more as a as a player who uses his brain and his hands to defend rather than his, his body. So he's not going to throw his weight around, um, especially not unnecessarily. Uh, but I think he's really good with his defensive stick. I think that, you know, the way that he angles players towards the boards, the way that he, you know, keeps one hand on the stick and, and uses his pivoting and his, um, his edge work in order to keep up with players was really good. Um, and yeah, just a very, 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 you know, brain heavy player like a lot of his game goes through his head there's the, there's a lot of different things that he's good at he's a decent skater he can still throw the body around he's got good physical tools but really what makes his game tick is um his mindset and the way that he sees the game and you can't teach that and i think that's the, the type of player that uh kent hughes and, Jen, and jeff gordon are sort of going for moving forward i think he fits the mold of what they're trying to do with their defense really well so that's a really interesting thing. Uh, indeed, it is, and and a virtual unknown, more or less, at drafting at, at in in the third round, um, yep. and obviously when looking at uh, our top twenty five, under twenty five, uh, the preseason that that uh, Engstrom has had and and the CHL games he's had, I think quite a few of us uh, sits with a little bit of pie on our face and uh, really <laughs> want to change our votes a bit, but but uh, very interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. In that regard, and, and I went to Engelholm today to speak with um, the GM and coach of Engelholm uh, of Engelholm's mm -hmm. Rugler, and um, we're going to listen to what the GM has to say right now, and then we're going to come back, and Adi can explain everything you know with his smarts 
he can explain for the dumb one of us <laughs> like me. He's probably the most undervalued uh, player in the Hab system right now. You can, I wouldn't disagree maybe with that. Yeah, hard. I don't know their, their uh, you know, if you're talking about their, their under 23 group, I think yeah. there's some, some other guys. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, uh, been really, really uh, good having him down here to work with. Um, wasn't surprised that he he was uh, drafted as high as he was. Uh, I think it's a. Do you think it was a problem and a bit to to play with you going last year that not many people recognized him? You you kept looking at other people all, all the time instead. Yeah, maybe. I think he you know we only had one game and didn't get any shifts in the yeah. SHL last year. I think uh, um, from my side, I have you know in, in scouting our league and players in Sweden thought he was. Uh, arguably the best O3 uh, defenseman in, in, the, in the country here. So, uh, yeah, really happy to to have him come down. And uh, he's just an awesome kid, very curious, very uh, hardworking. You know, he's him and and the rest of our young guys, uh, yeah, have the, the right approach. They spend a lot of time here at the rink. They, you know, love putting in the work, and uh, he's got a bright future. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it, you scouted him for for a bit but how long is really a bit is it two years or uh well we yeah like to make, think we have a really good eye on uh on a lot of the players in this country and young guys coming up um i would say through through last season uh and um especially you know with, with the situation maybe dugorn was in and the challenges that yeah. young guys face there so Yeah, I think it's uh, you know we love working with top top young players that can be impactful in the SHL and and uh, uh, we can help them move on. You uh, what, what drew your interest from the start? Um, I think similar to Volander, you know you have I like we like to, to look at players that uh, you know have the ambition to try and do more uh, and and to try and be impactful and and not necessarily see that as a negative if at that age or in those situations or you know maybe a little bit risk on in how they play a little bit uh, um, yeah irresponsible is not, not the right word but if they're you know trying to make plays maybe too often I think that's better than at that age trying to not you know, not trying to make any plays at all so uh, yeah we uh, I think he's he you know saw a big growth in his game last year from the second half onwards I felt he You know, really came into his himself and his skating and his impact in the game, and just uh, yeah, impressive Sim to watch. Similar to what we've seen here at the preseason and in the CHL, really. I think this is short short time. I mean, he's got uh, you know he's he's got the right attitude and the right approach, and uh, loves you know working with the coaching staff. He's he's and his teammates, um, and you know I think that's going to take him a long way, and uh, he's you know going to take every opportunity he gets to show what he can do here. You as a GM, obviously, but what kind of expectations do you have on him this season? Dominate the under 20 so, and get shifts in the SHL or, or taking that roster, the seventh roster spot in SHL? Our approach is not to put you know, pressure on, on these guys and, and let them, you know, with their play and uh, uh, how we've prepared, we feel that they are to, to you know, impact and to you know, not just survive, but really thrive in the SHL, be, uh, you know, let that guide our decisions and not, uh, you know, trying to, to force anything. I think we, so as far as expectations, you know, I think it's best to, to set, yeah, set the bar, you know, not low, but make it, uh, you know, with what 
you know, we we hope for, of course, but it, it can be high. But uh, you know, not to put any pressure on on these guys and just let their them develop at different stages and different times, and that always happens. Whether it's you know guys that have been here uh, through juniors and, and getting their pro contract in the last part of their their last year junior, or those that are ready to go early, like Marco was. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting conversation, even if it was uh, me interviewing Chris Abbott, the GM of Rögle, one of the top teams in SHL uh, this year and the past two years, um, being also European champions, having won the Champions Hockey League last year. Um, Mm -hmm. What is your takeaway directly from this, Hadi? The one really interesting thing he said was uh, that their scouts believed he was probably the best 03 defenseman in the country. So the best 2003-born defenseman in the country. I mean, you hear that, that's high praise for a player who was drafted in the third round, um, who had players like uh, Caio Delius so was drafted before him, and, and, and players like that. I mean, you're talking about a player who really sort of, you know, was playing behind a bunch of really, really strong players, first-round picks. You're talking like Kerimaki, uh, Ögren, uh, Östlund, like these, these are solid, solid um, prospect fours. But that's the thing. When I was watching your garden, I was really focusing on those guys. But when I went back and did the Angstrom video, I mean, good work from the the Habs scouting team. This is a player with a lot of different elements to his game that are really solid. Another thing I mentioned, uh, he mentioned, was um, that ambition to do more is really important for for Regla in, in defensemen. So they're they're not scared of risky defensemen. And that's something that's really important and something that really sort of shows me that Regler is probably the best place for Angstrom to, to develop his game because um, any team that's scared of risk is not going to like Angstrom. He takes, he takes a lot of those. So for me, it's, it's, that's his place right now. And, and I think it's just a matter of time before he's playing, you know, top four minutes for their, their big club, for their SHL club and, and, and doing a good job. I, is it this season? I don't know. But I'm hopeful that Regla knows what they're doing with him. And just the way that Chris was talking about him, it, it showed me a lot of, of interesting things about their mindset regarding defensemen, uh, specifically in terms of prospects. And especially they don't put pressure on anyone. Um, so they want, to, they want their players to thrive at whichever level they're in, whether that's SHL or J20. They're not going to force a player to play six minutes in the SHL when they could play be playing 26 in the J20 league. It's all about having them thrive and have and putting them in the best situation possible to succeed. Yeah, and, and, and actually what was mentioned more or less directly uh, after uh, Chris uh, left and, and Cam came in and I did a, an interview with Cam Abbott, uh, the twin brother, but being mm-hmm. the coach. Um, and <laughs> and uh, he uh, mentioned to Autumn Engstrom that he will start... Uh, tomorrow's we're recording this on Friday, but it will probably be released on Saturday or Sunday. So he would start in in, in for Rugla as a seventh defender. But Rugla also has a home game for, with the under twenty team uh, directly after, mm. and um, he will get to play in that one as well. Which you know, it's it's really really smart because he can see what he's making for mistakes against men and then try to fix them when he plays against younger or older boys or younger men uh, in the yeah. other league. A hundred percent. And I think that's really uh, an interesting thing that is really a benefit of playing in Sweden is because of that two tiered system, 
um, a player can see a lot more games and can apply what they learn at the men's level against against boys and see the difference in their game. So it's all about translatability at the end of the day, right? You, you want a player who's going to develop the right skills that'll take them to the highest level that they can. Um, being, you know, let's say a player is, has a baseline in terms of uh, stick handling. Let's say they're really good at that. Um, improving that further might not really make a major difference in their game. But if they have poor posture, if they can't get off the boards, if they can't play with their back to the play, if they can't, you know, uh, absorb pressure and play through it. I mean, these are the things that you need. And like in terms of focus, that's where your focus should be in terms of a development team is to build up as many translatable tools as possible. Um, skills that transfer really skills that no matter what level you're at are going to help you succeed. So that to me is super essential having that two tiered system and having a player play as many games as he can, because whatever he tries and does at the men's level that doesn't work, he'll take that knowledge and apply it at the J20 level and thrive even further, get even more ice time and more ice time equals more reps and more reps equals more room for growth. So yeah, no, it's really interesting for me. Looking at it and, and, and you pointed out some of the stuff in your video, but what, what do you think Adam needs to work on the most? Uh, the thing I think he needs to work on the most is to uh, keep up with players defensively. I mean, sometimes there are moments where he's going to, for, I mean, he, he shoulder checks a ton, don't get me wrong, but there are specific moments, like key moments where he forgets to shoulder check and a guy will slip in behind him. This is, if it's, if it's apparent at the J20 level, it's going to be even more apparent at the SHL level. Uh, so defensively, there are some improvements required. I also think that uh, Engstrom isn't the most absorbent player, so he doesn't necessarily sort of, he doesn't have this insane gravitational pull that pulls players in and, and, and you know, frees up others. So just holding on to the puck a tiny bit more um, would help him a lot. And just to get better at, um, navigating the risk reward analysis because he's a very, very risky player in terms of the way that he sees the offensive game. He's going to skate upwards a bunch. He's going to carry the puck up the ice. Um, going to try end to end plays and stuff like that. But um, he just needs to get better at the calculations of, of risk and reward. So that's one thing that I think he'll, he'll need to work on and improve. Um, we're going so, yeah. to listen to, 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 uh, and Cam Abbott, um, obviously Chris's twin brother, uh, mm-hmm. and and hear what he, as a coach, uh, sees in in uh, Autumn Engstrom and uh, what he thinks Autumn's strengths are and what he needs to improve upon, etc., uh, etc. Et and we'll get back to you again to have Hadi's comments on on that interview as well. One of the biggest uh, surprises for Montreal fans has been uh, Autumn Engstrom in the CHL, really, okay. doing playing really well. He's uh, under 20s, also uh, off to a good start with four points in one game. But yeah. uh, what are your impressions of him from, from the get-go? Impressions, uh, mature kid, loves to train, compete, be around the rink, work on his game, getting better. Um, yeah, he's, just has the joy to be a, be a hockey player and be a professional hockey player. And I think that... It, don't have much uh, um, it's not been a surprise to me I've, I've watched him play a little bit prior to him coming down here and uh, yeah he's uh, another young guy that you know wants to 
wants to help this team win and likes to work hard. Seems like those are the guys you're going after here in Rugby. Um, I think it's a mutual uh, interest, and you know we want young guys that <clears throat> don't cut any corners, and you know want to learn the game and play hard and improve their skill set. Uh, and I think they've also seen that this can be a real fun place to uh, to come compete and play hard. So. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what What are his main strengths, as you see it, as his head coach? <clears throat> Adam, uh, he's got a lot of strengths. I think offensively, he's quite dynamic. He can uh, um, he can use his deception to uh, open some ice for himself, and uh, you know he's quite modern in that way. He's got uh, good ability to uh, to create offense himself, as well as uh, using his to create some space to get up ice um, you know those are obviously things that jump out uh, his shot and I think his um, attack mentality is uh, especially you know you've seen through the junior level and I think haven't uh, fully seen the capabilities because he's he's also a smart player and knows like he's got to be good about the risk reward side of things to play the minutes that you know he's looking to get with us right off the start so um, Offensively, those qualities he's very solid in and keeps improving at. Um, defensively, uh, I think that in the SHL, it, any defenseman takes a bit of time, a bit of adjustment compared to what it takes to be successful junior side. And uh, he's working at that. He's done a good job. He's good with his feet. And, and uh, you know, defensively is probably an area that uh, he'll be the first one to say he wants to continue to get better at but he's it's just you know a matter of priorities um he's willing to put the work in he understands it he's easy to communicate with so yeah uh those are areas that he's keep getting better at and then with that he'll probably play in a lot more situations and uh you know should uh he's right there ready to uh, take minutes uh right now so whether he's lined up as the sixth or you know, just outside the top three pairs, that uh, I'm sure he gets his opportunity, he's gonna be ready for it. A little bit like uh, Wallander did uh, last year, that kind of Yeah, I, I mean, it's, <laughs> I think when you get a succession of players, it's easy to paint guys with the same brushes, mm. previous ones, but um, could, be, could, be, that. could be, I think Wally yeah. took some big steps last year, and uh, you know, I, I don't know, um, I mean, Adam's got his own kind of journey, but yeah, he's, uh, this is not an easy lead to, to jump into as a young defenseman with, you know, a team that wants to to win and, you know, um, he's... Well, one of your uh, colleagues, Robert Olson, okay. in Gileptio, he, yeah. he said, oh, he, he told me to look how a player checks his shoulders all the time. Yeah. And Adam is really one that does that. Yeah, he scans well. Yeah, um, he's got good awareness of where guys are on the ice. Um, for sure, one of his positive qualities is that, you know, game understanding. And then it's just a matter of how he works in his next decision, how how the calculator works on the risk-reward side, what he's trying to do, and what's going to be successful for him at different levels. Um, you know, it's just, it's a conversation and, and then also an understanding. And the good thing is he's, he doesn't have a, uh, like all our guys, there's no ego in there that he has to fulfill being too risky just for the sake of himself. It's uh, 
good conversation to have, and he's been doing a good job with it. Um, I've spotted a little bit with pivots and punch turns and stuff like that, oh, his well. skating abilities. Uh, overall, is very good, but there are some minor adjustments that need to be made, right? Well, you would know those, I guess, <laughs> huh? I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I think, you know, and you can see a few, he's got very good skating technique in a lot of areas. Um, comes with the deception that he's able to play with. So I think he scored one in the preseason for us that included, you know, some, some nice footwork. Um, yeah, I don't think any of these guys are complete, you know, fully uh, molded in their own games yet. Um, so... Yeah, you probably have a list of things you can get better at. Please share them. <laughs> I'll do that after. Set up a training plan too, if you could. Um, well, continuing then, he's he's uh, positioning obviously against men. It's very different from the under twenties, and he was found wanting a little bit in these EHL games down in Europe. Um, still very impressive to 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 take that roster spot, and mm -hmm. many didn't really consider him being able to do at that time. Okay, I mean that's why uh, we don't bring these guys in to fail either. So mm -hmm. I think. He's had, you know, um, a good bit of opportunity, and I think considering he's eligible for a J20 team, he can make the best of both worlds. Uh, I think that's an underrated uh, development league too. <laughs> like guys don't need to be playing, yeah, low uh, minutes with the SHL team when they can play there. Uh, expectations from from you in regards to Adam over the season, or, or and what should Montreal fans maybe that will look at regular for development. Watch our uh, watch our games and uh, you know expectations Adam to jump in and help our team win and uh, you know to keep challenging for more and more minutes and greater role within our team. Uh, you know you can't replace the hard work and he's one that uh, as well as a number of our guys that are tough to keep off the ice. That's going to serve him well. So expect him to keep going. Take his game. Yeah, Maybe here he comes. Know, uh, Here it comes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well. He's got a long, long way, okay? <laughs> He's just a rookie. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no. He was rated 40 in the top 25 under 25 for Montreal, for by Montreal fans. Okay. Uh, you, you, uh, I don't, you, I don't uh, follow uh, top 40 under whatever. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Probably better than that, though. Just let the play do the talking and... Uh, you guys got to continue to have fun and work hard and things will, well, you know, things will happen. So, And yeah, there we are. Hadi, more or less exactly what you said, the risk versus reward kind of place is brought up by Cam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that was one of the most obvious things, I think, when I started watching him is, man, this player loves to, to, to take on players. He... You know, he, he, he doesn't shy away. And that's the thing. He has a very high um, panic threshold. So he can skate straight at players and not have an ounce of panic. You see a lot of defensemen, they'll, they'll angle away from players as they're skating upwards. And that's because, like, if, if they start trying to stick handle through them to put the puck under their, their sticks and, like, play through them, their panic starts to rise and they have a low threshold for that. So the panic gets too high and they make bad decisions. But Angstrom, when he's carrying the puck, it's, he, he, I don't see a lot of panic in his game at all. So to me, you watch this player and you see that the, the little 
the little things that add up that make you think this is a very good offensive defenseman. I don't think he's going to be a premier, you know, top pairing guy. He reminds me a lot of Brett Kulak in that sense, a player who's really good with the puck, who can make good decisions, defend off the rush and skate the puck up the ice. But man, I, I, I like a lot of aspects of Angstrom's game. That's why I was, I was high on him. I had him 29th in my rankings. Yeah. Uh, you were the highest by like seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I and that was after a, a game and a half. I was I was in the middle of making my Instagram video when when the article came out when when the rankings uh, when we did the rankings. So I had watched maybe a game and a half of his, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump him up just out of just out of um, just because I saw the starts of what I wanted, but in the second half of my viewings. That's when I really sort of materialized my view on him. I would I would put him in the top twenty five. I would. He 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 has a very interesting profile, and has has some decent upside, on top of having a safe floor. I think as a player. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see sort of what happens with him in the next year and a half, two years, how his development goes on. I'm going to, you know, despite him being in, in Sweden, I'm, I am going to try my best to keep a close eye on him. Obviously, my um, my workload got a lot tougher this year after everything, <laughs> everyone we added, but um, I, I find the time. I always do. For scouting, I always find the time. Yeah, indeed. And and it's it's really, really uh, interesting. And you really should follow Adi Kalakesh on Twitter and on YouTube to get all these Fantastic videos and and the comments in regards to different Montreal Canadian prospects. Um, I'm, you haven't heard it, and I'm going to add it to the podcast at the end. But we have a short interview with uh, with Adam as well. He says amazing a lot. Uh, he was very nervous in in speaking English, and mm-hmm. obviously his whole team came around and, and started laughing at him as well. So that didn't help. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, of course not. <laughs> but. Uh, one thing he 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 clearly states that he wants to go to the NHL. It's an active goal in his mind, mm-hmm. and he's not afraid to say it. That is something mm-hmm. I like a lot with him. Uh, it's not about being the best right now. It's about being the best in the long run and, and oh, yeah. reaching that goal. And I think that is super impressive from someone who was just, you know, mm-hmm. drafted and acquired by 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 one of the top teams in SHL, which could easily be, you know, growing uh, his head a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, his objectives are clear. And both both the coach, both Cam and Chris talked in length about the mental elements of, of Engstrom's game. Um, they mentioned him being hardworking, of course, very mature for his age. Um, he's easy to communicate with. Um he loves to train, to compete, to work on his game. I mean, this is a player who clearly has set objectives. And I think him doing really well in interviews was probably the trigger for the Habs to pick him at 94. That's what I think. Um, he seems like a, a player with a good head on his shoulders and a good idea of what he wants and what he's trying to get out of his career. And that's invaluable. Um so yeah, there's there's a lot to love about this player. On top of the mental elements being lauded by both the, both Chris and Cam, um, I mean it's clearly something that's a strength of his. So you add everything it does on the ice to everything that's that he does off the ice and and the way that he sees his career and his game, he's a very interesting prospect. It's interesting as well as 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 um, um, Cam point uh, Chris point yeah Cam points out. I'm, I'm always 
thank God they wear different clothes today. Because <laughs> if they show up in training gear, both of them, I have no idea how to. Uh, <laughs> but but um, what was it? We don't bring in uh, the, the guys to fail. We want them mm-hmm. to succeed. And with that comes a little bit of failure along the road, more or less, is what Cam mm-hmm. said, which yeah. I think was a fantastic quote or, or, or sentence to say in, in regards mm-hmm. to developing players. Absolutely. You want your players to be put in situations where they're they're going to be facing adversity, but not the type of adversity that makes them think that they're not improving. Um, it's sort of controlled adversity, right? Mm-hmm. So you want a player who's going to be playing, ideally, 20-plus minutes uh, as a defenseman. And if that happens in the SHL, perfect, great, amazing. But there's no guarantee of it. So if he's going to be playing four minutes a game as a seventh defenseman, I know that they would much rather have him play in the J20 as a top pair defenseman with top power play minutes, even play on the penalty kill to sort of work on his defensive game, see what, what improvements are, are there. So, I mean, the J20 is a development league. It, it's that because of the way it's set up, because of that two-tiered system. Or three even, because you have an under 18 as well in, 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 yeah. in Sweden. So I, I believe, though, Ekstrom wouldn't be eligible for that, right? No, no, but I'm saying like it's a three-tire system in a, in a way that you know, mm-hmm. they start getting into to a club at eighteen uh, with the under eighteen team, and then they build from that. No, exactly. So, I mean, because of that system, they can afford to to experiment with defensemen, especially defensemen at at the J twenty level. Once you're in the SHL, though, Rögle is a team that wants to compete. They they aren't they the reigning champions? I believe they no, are. They're the reigning champions of Europe, but they lost in the semifinal last year. Gotcha. Yeah. So reigning champions of Europe, that's, that's a pretty big deal for, for, for a team. And, you know, they want, they're probably going to be competing, you know, again, for, for the title in, in, in the SHL. And they're probably going to want to compete in Europe again. I mean, this is a team that has a lot of uh, ambition. So they're not going to play just to play players, just to play players. They're not in the development stage. I think your garden would probably, you know, since they got relegated, they're, they're probably going to be the ones to sort of, experiment with their with their with their Alsvenskan team but Rögle can't afford that you know what I mean so it's a different well, ballgame I know what you're saying with you Gordon but they can certainly not afford to, to lose this season I guess like, so if they I lose so. one season it's fine but they cannot <laughs> afford to lose another yeah the, <laughs> especially the with, the, with is... the team they have built up and, and, and the money they've thrown on different players to, to... oh yeah no for sure so but but it's it's interesting uh, a thing that you know they were really cagey about you heard uh, you heard when i started talking with cam about uh, the deficiencies in engstrom's game he was a bit cagey he asked yeah. if he could have the notes uh, <laughs> and and uh, maybe even a, tra- a training plan after uh, yeah. but but he he it, it's it speaks to that that they want players to succeed you don't want to go out in media and tell them they're bad at this and this and this yeah of course really great but also, uh, it, it shows that there are things to to be a bit wary about, and and it is this defensive game and going up from under twenty to uh, to the uh, uh, to the SHL will obviously mean tougher, meaner players, professionals, mm-hmm. and yep. and uh, you're gonna make mistakes, and and but that's where we're gonna see. His development really take care uh, take off to the, this year right absolutely so adversity builds character and it, it builds adaptive skills 
when, you know, we were talking, I remember we were talking about Xavier Simono and the fact that he's been shorter than everyone his whole career. And that actually builds adaptive skill because it's adversity that he's going to face his whole life. Um, in this case, it's a bit different in the sense that the adversity is very uh, variable. So what he's going to be facing in the SHL is not the same adversity that he's going to be facing in the AHL or the NHL. But the common thread and all that is adaptability. So he's, he's going to have to adapt at every level that he plays at. And if he's able to adapt at the SHL level, especially like quickly enough to become a regular this season, for example, it's extremely promising for the rest of his career. And adaptability is something that you can train as well, that you can learn to get better at. So um, just William, having him fit. Yeah. Uh, William Wallander started out as a seventh defender last year, this year in in. In the playoffs, he was arguably the best defender for Rögle uh, in spring. Um, yeah, I could see they're not very similar players. Let's mm-hmm. start with that. There, there are certain similarities, but not very close similarities in general. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, you have the same opportunity here for for Engstrom to to be able to do that, and especially you know with the added games in in uh, uh, CHL. And and uh, under twenties, he's going to get a lot of experience. He's going to have the opportunity to really, really take those steps forward and 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 start that journey. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think um, I think Valinder is a good um, he, he's a good blueprint for what Engstrom should be sort of aiming for, right? So you know, start off slow. You know, take the ice time they give you. Don't ask too many questions and just, you know, play the, to the best of your abilities without sort of projecting yourself into the future too much. Um, you know, play in the moment, as they say, and you just let the best of you shine. I think that's what Valinder did last year. And I really liked what I saw. You know, I wasn't the biggest fan of him in his draft year, but Valinder really took a lot of steps forward that made me sort of see his game in, in a different way. Um, and they do have sort of similar profiles. I'd say that, you know, in terms of very uh, risk-prone offensive-leaning defensemen with sort of decent rush defending, but um, a lot of trouble sort of um, making the right decisions and, and, and analyzing that risk-reward side, that's it's pretty similar. I think Valinder has some different strengths than Engstrom. Engstrom has some other strengths that Valinder's not as good at, but he's a very good example for Engstrom to sort of see and be like okay let me try that um so yeah no valinder really improved this game and i think engstrom is headed in that same direction you've been listening to hadi kalakesh you're finding out hadi s scouting uh or hadi k scouting sorry i was exactly. too fast with it with the s there uh <laughs> no worries. Uh, for for on twitter you find him at uh hadi kalakesh dash nhl draft scouting on youtube Make sure to to follow him. Uh, you, you get a video about a day or two uh, in advance, so so it's really smart mm-hmm. to follow him on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. We're gonna finish this with Adam Engstrom's interview in as a whole, and uh, after that, the podcast is done. But uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, make sure to to listen to Adam and uh, what he thinks about his season. Um, at the moment everything is amazing i'm just going to tell you that <laughs> adam quite an eventful uh, preseason for you uh, first and foremost obviously 
four points in the under 20s, but also playing in the CHL with with Rögle. Yeah, how has it been? Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, it's, uh, this um, this preseason has been fun uh, playing both uh, my first games in uh, the A team and uh, also um, be playing a lot with the U20. So uh, it's been a fun and uh, fun experience in the start of the season. Mm-hmm. We just heard your your uh, seventh defender tomorrow in the opening uh, game of the SHL season. Yeah. Uh, when we spoke this summer, you said you might want to play in the SHL this year. It looks certain to be at least a, a few minutes here and there. Yeah, uh, it's going to be fun uh, to play my first assist game tomorrow, and uh, I'm excited to get started. In front of home fans, no less, and a uh, very vocal section here in Engelholm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. It's going to be going to be amazing here tomorrow with all fans. Yeah. Um, you went over to, to camp. Yeah. How was the experience in Montreal? Uh, it was amazing to get over the, uh, over to the other side and see how the facilities was there and uh, the practices there. And it, was, it was an amazing experience that I will take, take with me here to Rögle this season. What did they tell you to work on? Though? They didn't tell me something. Uh, I think I need to work on everything. So. Uh, it's nothing is perfect now, so uh, I think everything, everything needs to get better to have a chance to play in NHL uh, in the future. Indeed, and, and that is obviously the goal. Uh, Cam had some great words to say and asked it, Chris, you, you're a hard worker. Yeah. Do they have to pull you off the ice? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can uh, train as much as we want here, so it's amazing here to have free ice, uh, ice available here, so we can train how much you want here, yeah. so it's, it's amazing. Yeah. How much do you spend in front of the video? I know that they are relying a lot of video coaching and, and showing skills that way as well. Yeah, of course, but not not too much. Uh, the D20 coach likes to have some videos, uh, some details and something. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. We just have to tell the listeners a little bit that uh, yeah, everyone's going around teasing you for just speaking English, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, what kind of expectations do you have on your season right now? Because they've probably changed a little bit since we spoke at the draft. Uh, I think I have the same. It's my, I think uh, this season about uh, development and develop as much as I can to uh, take uh, take steps forward uh, to the next upcoming season and to be to have a chance to also go to NHL. So it's this isn't a much as uh, much as uh, development season for me. Yeah. I think living alone. Yeah. How's yeah. that going? Uh, it's going so good so far, so we will see how this goes. <laughs> All right. Anything to say to the Habs fans? Uh, no, I'm just excited to be a part of the organization and hope to see everybody, everybody soon.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.